It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to The final score, Vegas, a big two points and two straight wins coming out of the bye week and the all-star break to help us break this one down we bring in the voice of the golden knights dan duva and you know dan uh, start off with the good right obviously the golden knights put up five again scoring seems to be where you'd like it to be and and more than anything you get riley smith and jack eichel uh kind of busting out of of long goalless droughts how important are those two players finding the back of the net yeah, you knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Question was, in what fashion would it come? And uh, it came in, uh, I would say, uh, happy fashion for those guys that, you know, Riley gets his first career penalty shot goal on his fourth career attempt, and it happens to be against Marc-Andre Fleury, who in his entire career had only allowed six until that one. Yeah, uh, you know, 19th goal still leads the team, and that's, of course, jersey number 19, Riley Smith, and it comes... At that point in the game, remember that the Knights, while they still had a lead at 3-1 to one, when Riley gets that penalty shot goal, Minnesota had made a push. I mean, they had a power play goal earlier in that period. So when uh, the Wild started to gain some momentum, the Knights just slammed the door in their face with those three goals in about two and a half minutes. Smith and then Eichel getting the goals in 20 seconds. Yeah, that had happened, and you know we joked that it was contagious. Jonathan Marcheseau didn't snap out of it today, but, you know, he did get two assists. He assisted on both Connor's goal and on Eichel's goal. He's going to be close. I mean, he was laughing this morning at morning skate with some of the drills and some one-time attempts. He just hit the crossbar, it seemed like, five times. It was like, you know, somehow it's just going to go for him. Yeah. Chandler broke out of his slump last game. So, yeah, I mean, the, the teams, uh, you know, the, remember, I, I, we should have pointed this out, Jonathan led the celebration line when Petrangelo scored his goal at 2:11 of the first of the uh, excuse me of the excuse me 2:41 of the second period. Petrangelo scored the goal. We thought that it was deflected in by Paul Cotter. Yeah. Uh, they credited the goal to Petrangelo unassisted. But Marcheseau was so excited that he led the celebration line. Confused <laughs> all of us. So I think that gives you just a little sense of where Jonathan's mind is, mm. and um, you know maybe he'll snap out of it. Come. Sunday when the Knights play at home against the Ducks. So the, the way it has happened, you know, the Chandler last game, instrumental in that win, uh, Smith and Eichel getting the last two goals of today's win, I, I think that it uh, it was going to happen at some point, and you would be pleased if you're those guys that it happened the way that it did. You know, the other thing you look at, and, and obviously the goals, we, we like that. Those are fun. But the fact that the Golden Knights – have been so strong defensively over the last two games. The buy-in that, that you're seeing from back pressure to just being able to get out of their own zone pretty cleanly, get into transition. Uh, the Golden Knights defensively have been very good the last two games. It really puts opposing coaches in dire straits. Uh, you you have uh, those guys, who, you know, we talked about the six guys that are back together with White Cloud's return. And remember, you know, you have Theodore and White Cloud miss a lot of time. Theodore comes back for a couple of games before the break. He told us the other day that you know, it was the worst possible time for a break. White Cloud comes back afterwards. So, like These guys are not even at 100% in terms of getting up to speed and those little decision-making moments. Like They're only going to get better. So the fact that they are where they are, really encouraging. But in terms of matching up with opposing teams, it, it, it's really hard to figure out what to do 
um, as the Knights rotate through defensive pairs, but also as they rotate through forwards. I mean, Will Carrier, Chandler Stevenson, and Phil Kessel, though they did not score today, like they were dangerous again. Like they were very good again. Yeah. And I think that that creates problems in this case for Dean Evison, but for opposing coaches where, you know, you think about line matching, but you also have to think about uh, opposing defensive pairs as well. And it just seems to me that all of those things combined, like the depth and the rotation that the Knights have up front and on the back end, make it very difficult for opponents to, uh, to match the way that uh, you might hope. And remember, the Knights have done this on the road where, you know, the other day in, in Nashville and now here in Minnesota, the home coaches have been able to put out who they want against the visiting team, in this case, the Knights. Uh, so I, I think that that, uh, that it bodes well, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, uh, the Golden Knights, the, the, the father's trip, the dad's trip, obviously you, you get two big wins on it. Uh, you've been around it. Kind of sum up just what it's meant to, for you, kind of seeing it from from right there within the, within the locker room, within you know being around the team, and, and why the dad's trip just seems to be something that pushes the Golden Knights to excellence. Well, there's, uh, it, it, it's not quite like, you know, like the dad is leaning over the shoulder watching, you know, in a, like, like you're a little kid. But, you know, they're here and they're, you know, the dads are having a good time at the game. But you want to you want to perform for your dad. I mean, yeah. most of these guys, their dads are watching anyway. But it might just be, you know, on a computer screen or a television screen, you know, all over North America. And for some guys around the world, you know. They know that their dads are watching, but it really is something when you're in person and you know that you know, you're going to be getting on a bus and sitting next to your dad on the bus. Jack talked about it a couple of minutes ago. I was talking with uh, Will, William Carrier's dad earlier today, Andre, who's been uh, part of three of the four of these with the Knights. He also was with Will for one with the Buffalo Sabres. And I, I told him what Will had said on our pregame interview. What do you think your dad's favorite part of the dad's trip is? And he suggested that it might be seeing me score goals, which, of course, Will had done the other day in Nashville. And Andre laughed at that. He said, yeah, but there's really a lot more to it than that. And you just knew what he meant, just being around. Uh, I remember having a conversation with Andre when the team was in San Jose. That was the Vancouver-San Jose trip in December of 2019. And you could just see the pride uh, that these dads have for their sons, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the, the all-star guys or, you know, the grinders who are, you know, some of them have only played a little bit, a little bit of time in the National Hockey League. Um, you know, it, it really is neat. And so many of these players, you know, now have children of their own. And so they uh, perhaps can empathize with what their dads think in a way that they might not have earlier. Anyhow, right, it really is a special thing for these guys. Uh, you can see it in, um, in their faces. You can hear it in their words. And we've also observed it in their play. And the dads reciprocate. Uh, let's, let's put it this way. If the guys play as well as much as the dads have fun on these trips, they're yeah. going to do pretty well. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. A, a, have a great flight back, and uh, you and I will chat on Sunday. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. Vegas now 31-18-4. and 
66 points on the year, three ahead of Edmonton, Los Angeles, and Seattle. That's right, all three of those teams, 63 points. So Vegas, three clear now for tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action on Sunday, 12 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights, and it wouldn't be a Golden Knights game if we didn't have something to talk about in the third period. Logan Thompson needed to be helped off the ice. He kind of scrambled around trying to make a big-time save and just wasn't able to get up. He was helped off the ice, taken to the back, no real update. We hope to get one from Bruce Cassidy when we hear from Bruce Cassidy, but uh, didn't look good preliminarily. We'll, we'll wait to see on Logan Thompson, but uh, not ideal for the Golden Knights right now because you've, you've had some great play, right? Great play from Logan Thompson. Great play from Aiden Hill. Actually, let's go down to Bruce Cassidy and hear from him after this win. Been in droughts. Well, I think it's important. Eventually, you got to get out of it. Uh, I thought in Jack's case and Nashville had some good looks, right? So, you, you know, it's getting closer. Um, so good for him. I, I like the play made on Cotter's goal. He got inside, attacked, separated. Uh, was able to do the same thing on the next uh, his goal and shot that time. So it looked like he had his burst back. So I don't know if the break, you know, uh, did him some good in terms of uh, injury he had earlier this year or not. I have no idea, but he sure looked like he had some jump jump back both games. Uh, Riley, um, good for him as well, right? He'd, he'd had some really good looks before the break that, you know, unbelievable saves against him, posts, whatnot. So, you know, for him... Um, I don't know if he overthought it on the shot or not. Uh, he knows probably Flurry as, as well as anybody, so good to see it trickle in. Uh, he needed one as well. So now we just got Marshy to go, but he made a couple of great plays in the wall. Um, so he probably feel, he should feel good about his game. He started both those plays for Cotter and, and Jack by being good on the walls. You made a comment after the game that he felt like the team kind of got their mojo back this trip. Are you sensing that confidence and that energy and swagger over these last couple of days? I think so. I mean... We weren't dominant by any means tonight. We, we we got some breaks early that we didn't get earlier this year. Some pucks went in off their guys. And that, that was happening to us in our homestand, if you remember. Dallas game, I remember a couple go in off us. Uh, in New York, one went in off Theo. You know, so it's been happening to us a lot. And now we, you know, we're getting some breaks the other way by, by generating some pucks towards the net, right? So... Uh, we needed it tonight. Uh, <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you got a tired team that is chasing it. They get a little bad luck going against them, so it makes it, you know, mentally tougher on them. So that's when we started separating in the second and finishing some nice plays. And uh, that's what happened in Nashville the other night too. So I think we're making good plays, Ashley. But we also, you know, we benefited from some bounces and and uh, took advantage of them. But you guys generated some offensive production by taking advantage of mistakes made by Minnesota. How yeah. nice is it to see you guys seizing those opportunities? Well, you know, we're a team that when we manage the puck, we're pretty good. Um, the other night, Nashville did a real good job with it. You know, we gave up hardly any shots through, I mean, almost three quarters of the game because we just managed it better, made the plays that were there. We still made nice plays. It's just we didn't force it. I thought tonight early on we did a bit of that, and then we got away from, you know, we started doing a better job, and then, you know, all of a sudden they're forcing plays. And we've always been good with the takeaways. I think we, we check well, especially when we have a full lineup. Um, so that part was there, but the, the managing the puck has been a bugaboo for us, uh, less so at, on the road, and it shows in our record. But if we can take, take that mentality home, I, 
you know, we're going to be dangerous. Any update on Logan Thompson? No, I saw him in there. He's moving around, but we'll get an MRI in the morning. We'll have a much better idea, and hopefully we get good news. Um, but, I mean, we've been injured at every position this year, so it it's almost feels like, you know, hopefully this is a quick one, but I don't know until tomorrow. Do you feel like this is... That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-1 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. You just heard it there on Logan Thompson. You uh, saw him in the locker room moving around. There'll be some tests done over the next couple of days. So how long or if Logan Thompson will be out, we'll, we'll find out here in the next couple of days. But seems to be a little bit more positive of an update as, uh, as to what we were expecting based on what we saw from Logan Thompson. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game we go back to the first period we've been calling for it we've been wanting it we got it the golden knights open the scoring seven minutes into the game nick wah wrist shot fools mark andre fleury button hook at the center logo in on the right side kolasar back to wah he shoots he scores nicholas wah and the knights strike first nick's 10th goal of the year Nick Waugh's 10th goal of the year from Keegan Colasar and Brad Howden. 7.07 of the first period made it 1 to nothing. Vegas. We'd head to the second period. The Golden Knights up 1 0, and Vegas would jump on the Wild early again in the second as Alex Petrangelo extended Vegas' lead with his seventh goal of the season. First to steal for Vegas. Connor going right side. Marcius, though, shooting save. Rebound is loose. Flurry pokes it away. Still in the zone, right side. Petrangelo redirect score. Paul Connor. That was a high tip, too. Petrangelo shot it from the right point. Paul Cotter right between the circles. Knights take a 2-0 lead. It looked like it was Paul Cotter's goal, but the goal actually belongs to Alex Petrangelo, his seventh of the year. Unassisted, 241 of the second period made it 2-0 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take a penalty shortly after making it 2-0, and it took Kirill Kaprizov just 12 seconds to cut the lead in half. Minnesota wins the draw, left side. A shot from the point, stop, rebound, another save, Thompson. Third try score, Kaprizov. Power play goal, it took 12 seconds. Kaprizov right on the doorstep, banging home the loose puck, and Minnesota trails 2-1. 29th goal of the year for Kirill Kaprizov, a power play goal, the assist to Yoel Eriksson Ek and Matt Boldy. 437 in the second period made it 2-1 Vegas. The Golden Knights would take uh, the Golden just past the midway point of the period. Vegas would once again extend their lead as Jack Eichel made a fantastic play to set up Paul Cotter. Vegas coming out, two on one on the right. It's Eichel dragging, pulling, could not shoot. He centers. Cotter scores. Eichel held on to the puck for an eternity. Finally dished it off as he got to the goal line. This one assuredly. Credited to Paul Cotter, set up by Jack Eichel, and the Knights lead 3-1. Paul Cotter's ninth of the year from Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. 10-47 in the second period, made it 3-1 Vegas. Just a few moments after that Paul Cotter goal, Riley Smith was hooked on a breakaway and awarded a penalty shot. Logan Thompson gave Riley a quick scout, and Smith used that to his advantage to snap his 13-game goalless drought. Lefty goes right, shoots, he scores! Flurry thought he had made the save, it trickled through, Riley Smith. The Knights' leading scorer now has his 19th of the year, and the Knights extend their lead. 
Riley Smith scores his 19th of the year on the penalty shot. 12.53 of the second period makes it 4-1 to Vegas. And 20 seconds later, Jack Eichel ripped home his first goal in nine games. Now it's a two-on-one for the Knights. Eichel is in. He scores! And Fleury smashes his stick on the post. Jack Eichel now snaps the skin. 5-1 Golden Knights with 6.47 to go in the second period. 16th goal of the year for Jack Eichel. The assist to Jonathan Marcheseau and Zach Whitecloud. 13-13 in the second period. Made it 5-1 Vegas. Golden Knights would take that 5-1 lead into the third period. Marc-Andre Fleury would be pulled. Logan Thompson would come up early with our AAA insurance save of the game. However, it would be his last save as he was injured on the play. Minnesota comes in. Thompson a save. Loose puck and throw shooting. Blocked. Theodore got a stick in. Right back through the crease. Thompson is down, and the whistle stops play. Thompson may be injured. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson would leave the game after that series. Aiden Hill would come in, but all that was left in this one was the final call. Five seconds to go. Bluebirds come out in Minnesota. Nick Watt, appropriately the player to clear it out as the horn sounds. Nick Watt scored the game's first goal, and his team scored four more afterwards. Final score, Vegas 5, Minnesota 1. 5-1, to one, the final score of the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1, to one, the final score. Vegas Improves to 31, 18, and 4, 66 points on the year. Chased Marc-Andre Fleury, who's pulled after the second period after allowing five goals. Riley Smith uh, gets off the schneid, his first goal in 13 games. Jack Eichel, his first goal in nine games. The multi-point performance for Jack Eichel. Two assists for Jonathan Marchessault. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you start to feel a little bit better about the Golden Knights and their ability to put pucks in the back of the net, right? Like, I think that that was going to be a, a big concerning thing for the Golden Knights coming out of the break. And I think a lot of fans had a concern about it as well. The Golden Knights were unable to find the back of the net going into the All-Star break in the bye week. They just could not buy goals. And now, you look at the game against Nashville. I thought the Golden Knights were really good breaking pucks out of their own zone. And what does that do for an offense that is predicated more or less on transition? Well, when you're able to break out easily, you're able to get in transition. You're able to break some coverages here and there, and it gives you more opportunity through the neutral zone to spring two-on-ones, three-on-twos, and odd-man rushes. And it's not really that big of a coincidence to me that the Golden Knights' offense looks significantly better, is finishing at a higher clip, when all of a sudden they're able to get through the neutral zone with a lot of speed and numbers because they're breaking pucks out of their own zone cleanly. The other aspect of it, too, and you heard Jack Eichel talk about it. You heard throughout the night various players talk about it with Dan Duva. They were putting pucks behind the defense of the Minnesota Wild. Like, the Golden Knights have simplified the game a little bit. They, they generally simplify the game on the road anyway, 
But I think that this is something they're going to have to lean into with Mark Stone unavailable. Without Mark Stone, who can single-handedly create transition opportunities because of how good he is in the neutral zone with his stick, how adept he is at playing that defensive shutdown type of role and turning defense into offense, collectively now as a group, that's how you've got to play. Collectively now as a group, you've got to win in your own zone first. You've got to find ways to just break out cleanly and get into transition. And you saw that when Minnesota was able to extend plays in the, in the offensive zone, when they were able to you know, force the Golden Knights into mismanaging the puck in certain situations, that's when the Minnesota Wild were at their most dangerous. And so for the Golden Knights, it was good because there were pockets within this game where they were really good at managing the puck. They were really good at getting back making that right read, that first pass, or skating the puck out of the zone. And because of that, they were able to catch Minnesota. Make no mistake, the Golden Knights scored four goals in the second period. It might have been their least impressive period top to bottom in terms of how they were playing of the entire game. But they capitalized on mistakes. And I think the thing about the Golden Knights this year like you go back to the beginning of the year, you go back to that run that they had 13-2 and two in their first 15 games. Everything's just kind of new, a little bit rusty. There are mistakes within a game. And the Golden Knights, when they are playing well, and they are playing the way Bruce Cassidy wants them to play, they just don't make mistakes. The Golden Knights tonight made significantly fewer mistakes than the Minnesota Wild. And the difference in this game is that when the Golden Knights are able to manage their mistakes and the opposition is unable to manage theirs, they get enough chances that they can score goals. And the Golden Knights were able to do that tonight. I, I was impressed. I liked a lot of what you saw, uh, what I saw out of the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. 5-1 victory over the Minnesota Wild. Uh, that's two consecutive games now. 5-1 scores for the Vegas Golden Knights. You'll take that all day long, especially given where this team was at going into the bye week in the All-Star break. Just unable to put the puck in the back of the net. The other thing you want to look at here is that the Golden Knights are now three points clear of all the teams chasing them in the Pacific Division. Seattle, Edmonton, Los Angeles, all tied with 63 points. Seattle has two games in hand on Vegas. The Oilers have a game in hand on Vegas. And the Golden Knights and Los Angeles Kings have played the same number of games. So Vegas tops in the Pacific, 66 points. Then you've got a three-way tie, Seattle, Edmonton, Los Angeles, 63 points. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that over the remaining 29 games this season. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1, to the final score. Vegas gets uh, a big game out of Jack Eichel and Riley Smith, Jonathan Marchessault. Uh, the players you wanted to see on the score sheet were there for the most part for the Vegas Golden Knights. You'll take that all day long. Vegas now 31-18-4, 66 points tops in the Pacific Division next in action Sunday at noon against the Anaheim Ducks. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights scored first. So that's good. You like that. Only goal of the first period, so you're not chasing the game on the road against Minnesota. And then you go into the second period, and what do they do? They jump on the Minnesota Wild again early in the second period. Now, after that, 
after the Golden Knights went up 2-0, Minnesota pushed, and they pushed hard. The Golden Knights did well to bend, not break, and then it was three goals in rapid succession for the Vegas Golden Knights. They ran the Minnesota Wild out of the building by maximizing their chances on the mistakes made by the Minnesota Wild. And you heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it. When they manage the puck, when they're not making mistakes, they're a really good team. The formula is there for the Golden Knights. It's two games in a row now where they have played it to a tee, and that's how they've got to approach every single game between now and the end of the season. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 5-1 the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wilds. 31, 18, and 4, 66 points. Tops in the Pacific Division. Now three points clear of Los Angeles, Seattle, and Edmonton. All three of those teams tied with 63 points. Uh, The most concerning thing coming out of this game is the health and the status of Logan Thompson. Bruce Cassidy said after the game, uh, of course, Logan goes down early in the third period. Appeared to be a lower body injury. There will be tests done, as Bruce Cassidy said. The severity of the injury, we don't know yet, but we'll see. Uh, the hope, I, I obviously, is that Logan Thompson won't be out long-term and you'll have your goaltender available to you. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. I want to hear from you. Let's just cool it on the Marc-Andre Fleury to Vegas takes. Like, I... I I'm just going to tell you right now, that's not the direction I'm going here. Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, Loren Brossois, those are the three goaltenders within the system. You've got organizational depth. We do not need to go into who are the Golden Knights going to go out and get from a goaltending perspective. It's not Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's just, let's just cut it off right there. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Have the Golden Knights gotten their game back, and what impressed you most tonight? Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I totally agree. I just had to sit with two Flower fans for three hours, and I don't want to hear any more about it. So what can we do to get the dads to go to Carolina and Florida next month? Um, I mean, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure the dads would want to go. Uh, sure. I'm sure that some dads might, you know, individually make the trip. But uh, listen, as much as we, you know, as much as we look at it and say, wow, the Golden Knights, uh, I believe, are 7-0-1 in, in, throughout the dads' trips uh, historically, as much as we say, you know, let's just get them out for everything, it, it doesn't work that way. And I, I think, to be honest with you, it came at the right time, and, and the Golden Knights found their, their stride in their game. And, you know, the hope is that they, they go out and they just kind of bring the same energy. Yeah. Is there a mom's trip ever uh, this year, another year sometime? I'm not 100% sure, Mike. I I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, It's fun to see this team play when they're healthy. Uh, You just just can't argue that point at all. When this team is 100% healthy or even 90% healthy as they are right now, 
it is a lot more fun to watch them play. Everybody, and you notice that people aren't gripping sticks as tightly when it's nine to two over two games on the road. Yeah. That was the scoring. Day. You know, nobody felt like they had to contribute. They just did contribute. You know why they weren't squeezing the sticks too tightly? Because they got away from hockey for a little bit. <laughs> You're not going to let me forget that, are you? I'm telling you, it was important. It, it was important. And that the, what you saw over the last two games is the reason why it was important. You had to get away. You had to wipe the slate clean. You had to just be out of this atmosphere. And I think it's done the Golden Knights a lot of good. Yeah, well, obviously the proof is in the pudding. And, you know, when people don't have to score, they do score. When Jack Eichel is forced to take the mantle and carry the torch, maybe maybe it doesn't work as well. Or the, any of the others who didn't score for a couple of weeks. But now everybody's back engaged. And even Marcia, so didn't score, had a great game. So yeah. th- there's nothing you can say but positive things. Now, of course, we come home and we expect this to be the result against the Ducks. Let's not, you talk about trap games, that would be pretty dumb to let that one get away. But in other words, if you have a situation now for the next two or three weeks, mm-hmm. would you trust Aiden Hill to be the full-time starting goalie and Bersois the backup, or would you go out and get somebody? I mean, I think that you've got more pressing needs, I would argue, than a goaltender. Right, mm-hmm. like I, I think that you you look at it objectively. If you're if you're Kelly McCrimmon and, and George McVie, right? Like I think you want another forward. I think you want to supplant what you've lost in terms of production with Mark Stone out of the lineup. So I, I think you're looking at help up front and and anything that you are going out and looking for that takes away from that is money you can't spend there. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think Aiden Hill's been great. He's got 11 wins so far on the year. Um, Loren Brossois is itching for an opportunity, and we don't really know yet what the severity is of the injury to Logan Thompson. It could be nothing. Like, it could be just a, a, a bruise or a strain or whatever it was in the moment that precluded him from finishing the game. But, I mean, until we know, I, I don't think we jump to conclusions about whether or not the Golden Knights are going to go out and buy a goalie. Well, I did check, and Bersois is 2.72 and 908 in uh, Henderson this season. Nothing wrong with that. Nope, you'll take it, right? And and yeah, you know, especially if it's not going to be a long-term situation for Logan Thompson. So, you know, to me, just just cool, like pump the brakes on it. See where see where we're at in the next couple of days with Logan, his health, if he's going to be out for a minute. And then you trust in your organizational depth. That's what I would do. Well, I'm going to go back, lay in my bed, and cross my ankles for Logan, okay? Fantastic. Thanks for the call, Mike. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Uh, feeling good. Uh, nice to see what this team is capable of doing that we're used to, you know, with the exception of one, one injury. They're pretty much 95% healthy. So it's nice to see that they got back to what they're good at, you know, playing good defensive hockey and minimizing high-danger chances and, and letting the game come to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an opportunity in these next six games where they're going to have plenty of rest in between all, all these games and against teams in the right, you know, at home that they can take care of, that they need to make up for the for the last uh, last road trip that they, that they flunked on. So I want to see them 
beat the living daylights out of Anaheim and San Jose like they were their high school bully and take this Pacific Division back because Seattle, L.A., Edmonton are all creeping closer and they need to put their foot down. Yeah, I mean, they're they're right now tops in the Pacific, so they've got three-point lead over Seattle, Seattle, L.A., and Edmonton. Edmonton loses tonight, so not a great... Uh, not a great situation for the Oilers coming out of the bye week, and uh, the Kraken have, have dropped their first two games coming out of the bye week. So the Golden Knights have certainly started to do that job. They, they've taken the, the Pacific Division back, and you know as you mentioned, you've got Anaheim, you've got San Jose, then you've got a big game uh, a, week from, uh, a week from Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. You've got to find a way to build your game and, and feel good about it going into that one. Right, yeah, it's uh, Tampa Bay will be a challenge, but two points against Tampa Bay is the same as two points against Anaheim. So take it one game at a time, and, and I think the schedule looks really favorable for us coming forward. And uh, the last, the last thing I know, you said don't don't talk about it. I want to slightly talk about it. The only goalie situation that I see, if big if, and we hope not, that Logan is healthy, but if he has to miss significant time, there's only one team in my opinion that you call. And it's Columbus because they have two goalies on a last place team that have playoff experience and are more than capable to come in. And but you hope it doesn't come to that. But I think that would be the answer. So yeah. you would have to call. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you there, Sal. And thanks for the call. I I just think that if the Golden Knights are playing to their identity and their structure, you can win a lot of hockey games with Aiden Hill, Loren Brassois, Logan Thompson. Like I, I don't know that going out and spending resources on goaltending is necessarily where you want to be. Could they? Sure. Depending on what we learn in the next couple of days with Logan Thompson. But more than anything, I I think that if you're going to address a need for this Golden Knights team at the trade deadline, it's up front. It's adding depth up front, more scoring, because you're trying to make up for the production you're missing with Mark Stone out of the lineup. So that's the way I would approach it, but I'm, I'm also not a general manager. So we'll see, but I, I think your point on the Columbus Blue Jackets is an interesting one uh, in terms of goaltenders. Uh, did, don't, don't mind that take at all, Sal. Thanks for the call. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, unfortunately, I was able to say no injuries on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Not the case today, and that's a little depressing, but just hoping for the best, hoping that the MRI comes back with some positive uh, positive prognosis for Logan Thompson and the team. Yep. Um, glad that uh, it, it, it also sounded like Martinez might have been, I mean, just the way that, it was, that Dan described it on the radio didn't sound good, but it seems like that was... Um, dealt with already so hopefully he has uh no lasting issues from that um you know sad stuff out of the way uh the last two games the second period has been really good which i don't know that we've been able to say ever this season (laughs) Uh, yeah no their second period's been pretty good right I i thought it was great obviously against the nashville predators it was it was interesting tonight because while i while they scored four goals in the second period, it, it, to me, was maybe the period where they didn't really have the control of the game the way that you'd like them to. Uh, Management with the puck wasn't necessarily where you wanted to be. Uh, The Minnesota Wild certainly pushed and pushed pretty hard 
but where the Golden Knights did come out on the right foot in the second period was they buried their chances. They, they absolutely took advantage of the mistakes that the Minnesota Wild were making, and that's really what you wanted to see, and they were able to get it done that way. Yeah, and then just seeing, like, Petro's goal deflect in, right? Yeah. Uh, I know some people don't don't believe in luck, but, like, honestly, man, it's just good to have some of it on our side, finally. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You, you got to, you, you know, you got to be good to be lucky, and you got to be lucky to be good. And, you know, for the Golden Knights, bounces were going against them when they were losing. And right now, bounces are going in for them when they're winning. And that's kind of, that's kind of hockey. Like, I, I've said it, right? Uh, you've heard me say it. I've said it many times. You can play well and lose. You can play poorly and win. Sometimes you get the bounces and sometimes you don't. That's hockey. And, you know, it's, it's easier to swallow when you're winning hockey games and it's really tough to believe when you're losing hockey games. Yeah, it, it's very true, all of that. Um, last thing is that this was sandwiched around the All-Star break, but it was a six-game road trip, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, I mean, if you look at the numbers, two points today, two points Tuesday, and two points from the first four games, that's six of 12 points. Or, not six of 12. My numbers are bad. But it's not quite 500, but it's much better than it looked like it was going to end up from the first four. Yeah, I, you're, you're not wrong there, Stephanie, and, and thank you for the call. You, you do pick up six points out of a possible 12 so you are 500 exactly on this road trip and you know what i know the golden knights were extremely good to start the year on the road but 500 on the road is is what you shoot for that's your benchmark that's what you want to see so for the golden knights kind of salvaging this six game road trip the way that they did over the final two games here um, it's a good sign going into a couple of games at home against opponents that you know, you pencil and you, you think you should win. The, the, these are the teams that if you're the Golden Knights and you want to make the playoffs, you've got to come through against Anaheim and San Jose. You've got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And that's going to be the big challenge for the Golden Knights on Sunday. You've got to show up and have a, a very similar buy-in type of game like the Golden Knights had tonight against the Minnesota Wild and Tuesday night against the Nashville Predators. It's your post-game show, 702-876-1340. If you've never called in, I want you to call in right now. If you've called in a 1,000 times, good on you. Call in one more. Have the Golden Knights gotten their game back? Do you believe that the Golden Knights have turned a corner and that they are back, that this is what you're going to get night in and night out from the Vegas Golden Knights? I want to hear from you if you believe it. I want to hear from you if you don't. 702-876-1340. It's the extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1 the final score. Vegas 31-18 and 4, 66 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division, three-point lead now over the likes of Seattle, Los Angeles, and Edmonton. So that's good. That's positive. I know it got a little dark going into the into the bye week in the all-star break but the golden knights come out they play two gems like legitimate gems of a game against the nashville predators and the minnesota wild do you believe that the golden knights have gotten their game back their swagger back like whatever you want to call it 
702-876-1340. That's the number if you want to call in. You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. I think they've gotten their game back, and I think it starts with buy-in defensively. It starts with having a healthy back end, and that's where the Golden Knights are at right now. You've got your full complement of defensemen available to you. You've got the pairs you're comfortable with, and I would make the argument that one through six, the Golden Knights are as strong as they've ever been defensively. So do you believe they've gotten their game back, and what is their game if you believe that? 702-876-1340, let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Larry. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Ah, doing okay. Um, my uh, opinion on it is uh, let's see what happens when they get back home. Here's, here's what I've seen the last couple games. The last three games that they won were when they had fun things going on. They had the dad's trip going on for these two games, and the other game that they scored six goals when they won was when they had the special event going on for that little girl, Annabelle. Yep. But on other games, it seems like they're lifeless. It seems like there's not much personality. I know Stone, Captain Stone has the personality when he scores the goals and all, but it doesn't seem like there's that a lot of that in the locker room like we used to have with Schmitty and Flurry and Reeves making a lot of fun things going on in the locker room at home and pranks and stuff like that. So let's see when they get back home and if that pressure gets back to them again or if they're still having fun. That's the question. Yeah, I, I think I think they're – I mean, I – being around them, right? Like, you've got characters in that room right now. You've got Phil Kessel and Paul Cotter. Uh, there's certainly fun in that atmosphere. It's hard to, to kind of go to work and have fun, though, when you're not winning. And, you know, now that the Golden Knights have got two wins under their belt, now that they're starting to feel a little bit better about where their game is offensively and defensively, uh, I think that it's going to lead to more predictable types of games from Vegas and and. That you know, I think that's what I'm going to see going into Sunday night's game against Anaheim. I hope so too. It's uh, I think the defense definitely looks stronger, and they were definitely yep. skating with more passion. It looked like the last couple games, but again, they they had the dads with them this time, which they were having a lot of fun with them. So, got to carry that over and keep doing it night after night back home because that's where they've been running into trouble. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there, uh, Larry. Thank you for the call. I, I, I do think that, you know, the dad's trip certainly helps. But I, I, I think, you know, when you, when, you, when you close the door, you get onto the ice, you're in the middle of a game. Like, as much fun as you're having in the lead-up to it and the team building that you're doing in the off days with your dads, you're still going to work for 60 minutes. You're still playing a hockey game. Like, I... I I don't want to say it's overblown. I, I really don't. But I think that this you're a professional in the NHL. You get up for every game. Even if it doesn't look like it when you're watching it, even if you think that you're having an off night, these players get up for every single game. So I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that the effort's not going to lag and you're not going to miss something because there's not a fun event attached to the game on Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Rita. Wonderful. After so many games where we were a little down, I think Jack's back. Yep. I think our scoring's back. Yep. And I don't think, 
I mean, it's nice having the fathers there and stuff, and I'm not saying it doesn't make them feel better about winning, but I don't think it's what makes them win. I think they came back from that break, and they felt better, and they also felt determined. They didn't want to go through what we went through last year. And I just think they're good to go, and Jack was my knight to shine. Yeah. I wanted a Hattie, but I'll take two points. You know, I'm right there with you, Rita. Like, I I think Jack had a fantastic game, um, and it's been coming, right? Like, you've you've stuck with it. I, I've seen you throw Jack out there as your knight to shine, and um, I, I loved his game. I, I do look at this as an opportunity for him to build and build and build, and, you know, you get a couple of points. You start to feel good about things. It's It's really close after coming back and resuming, uh, resuming action from the break. I think you can just kind of flush all that, and Jack Eichel's back and ready to go. Yeah, I'm going to probably stick with him one or two more times, you know, <laughs> just so he gets his feet solidly on the ground. You know, no other. But it's great. Have a great night, Ryan. All right, thanks so much, Rita. I appreciate the call, as always. We're going to take a break. We'll wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to one. The final score. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm good. Uh, to answer your question, you know, are they back? Uh, I, I didn't feel like they were really gone. I, you know, I, I think the standings that they are right now, I, I think we are the best team in the conference. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's a very competitive conference. So yeah. We're up by three. Uh, you know, LA Kings are good. Seattle, like, a little bit of a surprise this year, but, you know, they're doing good. So, but, you know, I think it's just sort of ebb and flows. It's tough to watch them lose that many games in a row, though, as a fan. Yeah. It's tough. But when they were winning so many games in a row earlier in the season, that wasn't completely realistic either. I think it all kind of evens out. So, I mean, I, that, that's to answer your question. I've, I'm curious to ask you, uh, of course, you see LT go down. Uh, you're hoping it's not serious, but uh, what popped into my head, of course, immediately was Laurent Brossois, and I've seen yeah. him play. I've been at some of his games uh, – uh, he's not an unknown, and he is an NHL quality goalie. So, what, I'm, I'm going to the game Sunday. Am I going to see Hill in the net, and, and maybe Brossois, you know, as a backup? Uh, what do you think? And, and what do you think of Brossois as a player? What, what's, yeah, I, I, he's a proven NHL goaltender, right? Like yeah, that's number yeah. one. So you've got that within your organization. That's where you go first. If if Logan Thompson is unable to play on Sunday, like unable to play as a starter, unable to back up, then I think you're going to see Aiden Hill and Loren Brossois. And as long as Logan Thompson is out or unavailable, that's likely going to be the tandem. I think that you've got those three guys within the organization for a reason. Um, you've yeah. got three guys that I think are, are capable of playing at the NHL level. Uh, and my expectation is if Logan's unavailable, Loren Brossois will get the call up. Okay. And then, you know, you watch these last two games, which were, like, amazing. Uh, I, you know, I, we played great against Nashville. I, I didn't think Nashville was having their night either, so yeah. so that was good. But uh, 
what are your com? I mean, we're still uh, we're stoneless. Uh, we don't have Mark Stone, and yeah. uh, but but we're but we're still able to to put in a great effort like this. But uh, are we going to get him back? Do you think? What, what what do you feel? No, I I don't know that Mark Stone's going to be back before the end of the regular season. Um, oh, that's boy. that's going to that's kind of the big thing, right? You've you've got yeah. an opportunity for the Golden Knights and, and Mark Stone specifically to to return perhaps if the Golden Knights can extend their season that to me means playoffs that to me uh, maybe means not just not necessarily the first round of the playoffs but you go a little bit deeper um, Mark Stone underwent back surgery last week uh, he's out right. indefinitely and the fact of the matter is um, however long it takes the only thing you're, you're focused in on right now with Mark Stone is that he's able to return to full health right 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 yep well, well, to wrap it up, uh, I, you know, you asked if they're back. For me, they never left. It's, yeah. it's, it's, to me, it's the ebb and flow of hockey. All right, yep, thank you. Thank you for the call, Peter. I, I do appreciate it. I, I, I like your take on it. They never, they never left, and sometimes you just don't get results, but uh, an 82-game season, it's going to ebb and flow, and it has for the Golden Knights. We are back next to wrap it up on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 5-1 the final score. Vegas 31-18-4, 66 points on the year. Three clear of Seattle, Los Angeles, and Edmonton. Those three teams tied for second in the division. The Golden Knights tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action on Sunday at noon against the Anaheim Ducks. And for the Golden Knights, you've got to put forth a really good effort against Anaheim. You've got Anaheim and San Jose. Those are the next two games. Those are teams you should beat. You've got to build on what you did over these two games and carry it through on Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Take care of business against a team you're supposed to beat because you've got some tough ones on the schedule before the NHL's trade deadline. That's going to do it for me here on the extended postgame show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. Full slate, wall-to-wall calls. That's how we like it here on the extended postgame show. Until Sunday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.